0: Twenty-five seconds left to play.
1: You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.
0: I want winners. This crowd is alive. Ready to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt, looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. caught for
2: touchdown by
0: Matthew Butler. Speak to
2: They are who we thought they were.
3: And we let them out the hook. Well, I get out of here and Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's
0: go scatter the west right tight. F left, 372 Y sticks.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
0: Well, how am I
3: going to go to college? I'll just play football.
4: All right. Hour number 2 off and running in the Farm Bureau Studio as you heard. I'm Matt Roger is here live with you here on this Wednesday. A chance to take your phone calls, got a lot of texts to get to to everybody that sent me a text and you know Jason and Tim and Andy and Bulldog Blitz and Scott and everybody. I promise I'm about to get to those right now. But first, if you were listening at the end of the first hour, you'll know Gator Greg was mid-sentence in the music began, and that's because I came to him a little bit late. I got to ranting and raving about logic when it comes to whether or not you keep a coach or move on, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, Greg, Gator Greg, on the Davini Equipment phone line, Greg, I appreciate you hanging on very much. I wanted to hear what you had to say about all that, so I appreciate you hanging on, man. Thank you.
2: Uh, can you hear me, Mr. Wyatt? It's kind of like I hear some gremlins there in the background, but can you hear
4: me? Yeah, got you loud and clear, Greg. Go okay. ahead.
2: Okay. Uh, I, I, agree with you. It's kind of like, uh, I don't think you make a rash decision just based off of one game. You've got to look at the whole body of work. Uh, I know the state folks are disappointed how things are going. Uh, I guess the big thing, you don't want to go back to any situation where you feel like you have apathy. You, uh, you know, you guys have had a, had a really, with, with Dan and that success and that expectation, the fans are coming used to, uh, with that. I think you got to look at the thing, the whole evaluate the whole season. What's wrong? What's your plan to to get back to what we're used to, which is goals and being competitive and winning seven, eight games a year. Uh, And 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 just before, you know, it kind of reminded me of a game a couple years ago uh, when everybody thought that uh, Mississippi State was going to get run out of Oxford. What did Mississippi State do? They ran Ole Miss out of Oxford. Mm This Gerald went well. Uh, you know, it's one of these games, I think you just, you know, I, I, I could see the State say when this game, I think I'm just looking at it, how the team plays, how hard they play. Are they being, you know, developed and coached? I mean, some mm-hmm. of it sat to the uh, uh, something like what that, uh, they come out, they went out three and out and, and, and maybe well over the last couple of games and, and look. Uh, Coach Boyd's record has not been good the last couple of games, uh, and stuff. I think you just have to look at the whole totality of everything. And administration and him have to meet, decide what's best going forward. Uh, I would expect a strong effort after the, the, you guys, uh, tomorrow night. Like I said, I'm looking forward to you call you and, and, uh, Mr. Neil Price is entertaining when you're listening to him when <laughs> driving down the road. i just say good luck to you. Uh, you have me to call it. I'm going to call it. I'll stick with the home team to, uh, you know, old Miss can come in there and win. So I'm going to pick Mississippi State to win uh, by uh, about four or five points tomorrow night. Okay. But I think you have a great Thanksgiving and go Gators.
4: Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Greg. I appreciate the call and very much appreciate you hanging on. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I yeah, I agree with what Greg said. You know, you're there are all kinds of factors that you have to consider, you know, with uh, the leadership of any of your programs, if you're at the top of the school as the president or at the top of the athletics department as the AD, you know, any of those, you have to, to kind of look at the whole ball of wax. It can't just be based on one game. I just don't think that's good decision-making to, to do that. Now, one game can have an impact, each individual game. Has an impact on kind of how you evaluate things, but really it's more than just outcomes of games, right? Um, now, I'll give you an example. You know, the look at our 1998 season when we won the Western Division, played in the title game. You know, we had a lot of big wins. Um, we had a lot of big wins that year, but we went to LSU, we went to Baton Rouge in the middle of that year, and just did not show up. It was a night game. They had a good night throwing the ball. We just weren't ready to play, and we played poorly. We executed poorly and just got whipped. Got whipped. It was one game in the middle of what was wound up being a championship-type season for us. Well, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of fans who were really mad. Okay, but the evaluation of our team was not that, well, these guys are just terrible, and they've been playing over their head, you know. If that's what you thought, then they might have made a lot of changes, but it wasn't the case. The case was, it's a good team who was well coached, who was competitive week in and week out. We were winning games, some you know, some of them comfortably, some not. But that's when we went and got blown out. We just didn't play well. So it's just one game in the middle of a season that can. You you have to consider all these other factors. So Greg is right. You're looking at state. What you're looking for is. Progress, competitiveness, and togetherness, toughness, physicality, you know, organized, all these different things you're looking for. It's not just one game, it's not just the outcome of one game. What, again, if you're just tuning in, what got us to that was at the end of hour number two, I addressed something that was on the text line. I don't buy into this whole thing of coaches go take a job and it takes them years to get their players before they can win. That's not coaching. I don't buy that. Any place, really. Certainly places who already had big-time players there last year when the new staff came in, they did, period, had them. Some more than others, but you coach around what you have. Figure it out. But certainly this thing, there's an idea floating around out there. I saw it. Earlier today, on a text, that well, okay, people are saying, well, okay, well, if Joe, Joe Moorhead wins the Egg Bowl, he is six and six. And therefore, that win and getting the six and six and winning a bowl game is the sole reason you decide that there's going to be no change. But then, if they go six and six next year, then you fire them. Well, well which is it? 6 and 6 gets you fired or it doesn't? 6 and 6 keeps you around or it doesn't? So see, that's faulty thinking. It's not good logic. Even the final record is not the the overall indicator shouldn't be anyway of whether a coach you know is given a chance to come back or let go. That's just not it. It just doesn't make sense to look at things that way. So I guess what I'm saying is I think the right thing to do is whoever's making the decisions and evaluating coaches and programs at Mississippi State, we know who those are. You know, Frank, I know it's the Egg Bowl, but the outcome of one game doesn't, doesn't or shouldn't swing that one way or the other. That's what I'm saying. All right divinity equipment phone line dot they have the black friday sales event already started at divinity equipment you need to check it out let's see benji in jackson you're up benji what's up what's going
3: on matt not um, much so i wanted to uh i know the hot topic right now is the egg
0: hole
3: but uh I'm an Ole Miss fan. I've always had Arkansas as my backup team because my family's from Arkansas. So, you know, if Ole Miss isn't doing good and Arkansas is, which hasn't been the case lately.
4: Been a rough go go of it lately.
3: (laughs) I know, man. But this is one thing that really ticks me off about Arkansas. If you go to Arkansas, everybody in Arkansas is a Razorback fan. Mm -hmm. Everybody. I have family members that went to Arkansas State that are Razorback fans. They, There's three teams in the country that don't compete with anybody in-state. LSU, Ohio State, and Arkansas. And you see who the top two teams in the country are right now. Arkansas, it is, to me, is so pathetic that they cannot recruit in a state where they have a stronghold everywhere. Everybody wants to be a Razorback. And it, it just it really makes me mad. They, they should go out, get – get the half State coach, grab grab somebody out of the group of five like they tried to do with Morris, but go ahead. and uh, They need to clean house and, and start over with that program from the ground up. And also, I wanted to talk about the Egg Bowl. I think it's pretty obvious that Joe Moorhead has one foot out the door. It's so incredible what, what Dan Bolin did coming in there, uh, setting the tone, picking a fight with Ole Miss. And then in two years, this man has totally dismantled the whole program, changed the culture. They need to get him out of there because he wants to go to Rutgers. He doesn't, he doesn't want expectations. He wants to get out. So go out, get
0: you a good coach. Uh,
3: I don't know, Herm Edwards. Try to, try to find somebody that, that actually, you know, will set a tone because Mississippi State used to be a white-knuckle, broad-shouldered program. And in two years, it is—it's impressive what Joe Moore has done with the how you can screw up a program in two years with that level of talent. All right, Matt, take it easy,
2: buddy.
4: Appreciate the call, Benji. Thank you, Clay. Hanging on the Davini Equipment phone. What's up, Clay? <laughs> Matt. Yo,
2: Matt. It's not based. On,
3: I mean, I don't know. What this it's not based on one game. It's just the last game of the year. Just have biggest old Miss. We hired an offensive guru. That has not performed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hired a guru, man. He was the deal. He was the bomb. But I guess you got to bring Saquon Barkley and the little quarterback with you to, to make those things work. And Penn State's office is still churning. Ours is in the dumpster fire. And if we don't, I mean, it's, it's about the, and I said it on both shows, it's about the trajectory of the, of the way the program's going. You can sit back and look, there's not the same fire in those kids that was there when Muller was there. It's personality. He don't mess with them. He, something's not clicking. He's not that guy, and it's not based on one game. It's based on where are we going. If if he wins and we go to a bowl game and we get beat by a Western Carolina or Western Kentucky or whoever, oh, everybody feels good. Look at that Arkansas win. Ooh, we're great. We're back. He's found his rhythm. Who was it? Who went, who went in there and railed him as bad as we did? Western Kentucky or somebody? Yeah,
4: Western Kentucky. Somebody? Yeah. I mean,
3: it, 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 that, that, that was just a smoke fire. That was, a, that was an illusion, and, and, and everybody bought into it. But here's the deal. If we leave him there, this is not just going to be a train wreck. It's going to be covered in kudzu, and it's going to take somebody to do it. And and here's the bad thing about him. I think he's a good guy. He's the guy following the guy. Everybody says that, but he is the guy following Mullen who was successful.
0: He was fiery. He
3: had had the fan base behind him, and he had some that didn't. But he had passion and fire, and those kids played their butts off for him, and they fought. I don't see that anymore. I see, I see that they've let down and they've quit.
4: Yeah, and that's see, not a
3: good sign, and that doesn't carry over
4: well. Yeah, and see, and I, you know, on the the idea that you know some of the players kind of have quit and you know given up, I just don't. Man, maybe I'm crazy, Clay, but I don't see that part of it. Man, um, I, I, I don't there, see there, that. There,
3: the effort, the effort. Okay, the effort on defense ain't there. Where, we're, you can't tell me three guys means we can't play defense anymore. I understand they're D one guys, but everybody else on the team that played around them that. that that they were leaders to, forgot how to play defense, they didn't forget. They were recruited to do that job. They didn't forget that. Hmm. Where is that at? Where's that fire? Where's that passion at? Look, the suspensions, man, everybody deals with trauma. Everybody deals with it. It's not just us. It's, oh, 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 we got these. No, everybody has problems, just like us. Other people fight through them. Our situation is different. This guy, he may be a good coordinator. He's not a head coach. And, and look, I said the same thing about Kroon. I thought Kroon was a great guy. He was a great hire for some some of the kids there that he helped, but he wasn't a head coach. And in your staff, he brought his friends. His friends left, mm-hmm. and and what are we going to get? You can't be at the look. Jackie will be there. Said he love Jackie Cheryl. He, I mean, but at the end of his thing, he couldn't get coaches that that wanted to stay and be a part of it. All mm-hmm. defensive coordinators, but I mean, at least he kept his thumb on the program and pushed it and fought and had those players
4: ready we yeah' don't see it I mean, yeah I don't you know see it, and I'll tell you hey. this clay um you know Mullen has come up a couple of times in this the last two calls and you know clay I it's not really related directly to the conversation but when you think about Mullen he did do a great job in terms of what he took over it was as bad as it gets in the SEC and and you look at what he did with it how consistent he made that program and built the identity on physicality and, you know, togetherness and effort. And, and you know, what's funny about that clay is, do you remember that like in the first three or four years that Mullen was at state every year, guys like Barrett Salee would write stuff that Mullen was on the hot seat or he should be on the hot seat. And, you know, and at one of those years too, I want to say it was 2013, when you remember they won the egg bowl to get to 6 and 6 in 2013 right. and uh yeah, and they wrote then he should be on the hot seat Mullen should because, because of William I I know I know you got
3: other people, but you know here's the deal when Mullen came in he took a team that was on a downturn for whatever reason I, that 45 nothing beat down had nothing to do with crime going it was just a, he was gone and before that happened I firmly believe that I didn't know Greg Byrne that well. I talked to him a few times. But I didn't know him well enough to say, hey, was he gone before that? But at the beginning of the situation, Mullen came in and he changed the attitude. He changed the attitude. The attitude is not there. Yeah. Those same players that Mullen has recruited, that attitude is not there with those guys. That that in-your-face, I mean, when Alabama was beating him, let me say this. He never beat Alabama, but when Alabama was beating him, those guys stood up to him and, and fought back pushed back. I, think I saw that last year with our defense we had. But, you know, I just – I don't know. I think coaching is a lot of attitude and then it's hiring the right assistants. I mean, I love Ogeron. I liked him when he was at Ole Miss. Did I make fun of him? Absolutely, because he was at Ole Miss. But I
1: love
3: the guy. I mean, I watch LSU games just to hear what he's got to
1: say. Yeah,
4: and I know. What he's, done is, he's entertaining for sure. There's no doubt about it. Hey, Clay – yeah. Hey, Clay, me. hang on. Your your signal on your phone has gotten really quiet all of a sudden. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Um, Can you hear me now? Hear me I, I me barely now? hear you. It's okay. Um, it, it's not bad. It just all got right. really quiet. Well, I just
3: was just say, you know, his administration came in and got control of it. He's got the attitude, and they helped him get the right guys around him to make LSU successful. And LSU's in a little different situation. But the attitude and that, and that in-your-face football mentality, I, I just don't see it there. It's right now.
4: Clay, and I appreciate I don't, the call. I don't think
3: man. It's based on one game,
4: you. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Um, let's see. A couple of texts, then back to the phone. Uh let's see. Wade says it's the egg bowl. He says I'm a traditionalist. And he told me his nickname is Crimson Henson. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wish that was in there instead of Wade. Just we can stick with that. Um <clears throat> Andy on the text line says. Maybe the turkey hatched a golden egg. Football, whatever. We? We're in fairyland. We're fairy tale land now. With that, Andy. All right, back to the phone. Richard, hanging on the Davinia Equipment phone in Jackson. What's up,
0: Richard?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to call in, and, and opine that, uh, I find that I think Moi has done a good job. I think he's
3: uh, needs an opportunity to get uh, get a few more players, but uh, getting rid of him. Uh, win, lose, a draw uh, at the egg bowl is, uh, I think, foolish. I think, uh, think he's really had a difficult year because of the uh, incident that happened on the grading and the testing, and uh, really had to move people in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, not what he would have liked, and not what we would have liked. But uh,
4: sure. give the
3: guy a chance.
4: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for your call, Richard. Thank you very much. You know, I've again, I just totally agree that it's, you know, the idea of giving him a chance, the idea of, you know, making a change, all those things, I don't understand the thinking behind, you know, whether it's media or fan base that says, well, we're going to base it on this one ball game. It's happening tomorrow night. That, to me, doesn't add up. We don't. We don't make decisions like that in life, you know. Uh, based on on one thing, you just kind of have to look at it, and there are all kinds of factors, you know. One factor that not a lot of people talk about is, you know, quarterback is so important, and everybody really feels confident in Garrett Schrader, the future of quarterback with Garrett Schrader at Mississippi State. Well, we forget that the reason Garrett Schrader's at Mississippi State is because of Joe Moorhead, and For a lot of people, if you were to say, well, if you were to make some kind of coaching change right now, you might not only lose Joe Moorhead, but you might also lose Garrett Schrader. We don't know that. It's a hypothetical. But it's a what if. And then all of a sudden those people go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. Right. It doesn't sound like fun. So there's all kinds of things that have to be considered. Richard, thanks for your call. Um, Let's see here. Text line says Dan Mullen didn't have four- and five-star recruits and was the number one team in the country. Because he can coach, Jason on the text line says, "Best dual threat quarterback in the S in SEC rushing history to last year." Oh, talking about players on the team last year? Yeah. Okay, let's see here. All right, on the uh, no, this is Tony from Tupelo. He says, "For state to win." Oh heck, Tony, I think your text got all mixed mixed up because I can't tell which one is from today and which one's from later. So I'm gonna just have to I'll have to read it during the break and try to get my my head wrapped around it then. Um hey, Bill, I appreciate you hanging on. We've got like thirty seconds to a minute before the break comes. So Bill, jump in there and go right ahead. All
2: right, real quick. The only way I see state beating Ole Miss have somebody, your best, one of your most best tacklers to uh, spy on uh, J.R. Plumlee. Disdain his eye candy. And then go in and make the tackle after you disdain the eye candy. Want to know what you think about that.
4: Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of things you have to think about when you're defending somebody that runs a 4-3. <laughs> what I know is... You can do all the right things and still not tackle the guy who runs a 4-3 a lot of times. Thanks for the call. Tony in Tupelo said, he said, here's the number, 27. He said, if Ole Miss scores 27, they win. That's Tony from Tupelo. Just getting started, hour two. On this Wednesday, stick around. From Rebel Land, what do they call the band at Ole Miss? You know, every band's got a something or another. Like Alabama's got the Million Dollar Band, got the famous Maroon Band. What do they call it? Pride Miss? of the South. Okay, Pride of the South. When are they gonna change that? <laughs> right, Roger. Right.
1: Yeah. mean not have any uh, historical things there. That's right.
4: Can you have that? I'm <laughs> proud of the South. Um, they're a good band.
1: They really are.
4: Roger, I have to tell you, several years ago. I like the fancy ago, hats, really. Several years ago, uh, on a previous the, the previous radio show that I was on, there was this bet about something. I think it actually might have been the Egg Bowl. Uh, but I can't remember specifically. But we had a bet going and I lost the bet, and I had this. I said, "Okay, what I'll do is I'll sing. If this happens, I'll sing the Ole Miss fight song on the air, right? So I got to sing, right? And so <laughs> it comes time for that. We have this lead in. And I'm on the air, and I start, but instead of singing that fight song, Forward Rebels, I just sang Dixie. <laughs> I had a little accompaniment with it, you know.
1: You did that. Uh...
4: You didn't do the Dwight Yoakum. No, I sang sang Dixie while he died. No, no, I sang actual Dixie. Started singing Dixie. And when I started it, there was a little double entendre for me in doing that, you know? And when I did it, people that were watching, that were in the room, their eyes got real big and they're like, he's singing Dixie. (laughs) I made them all good and uncomfortable, which was kind of the point of the whole thing. Bulldog Blitz. No, this is someone else. This is someone else. Uh, Unnamed Texter says, Moorhead has a chance of going 15-11 and in two years and going bowling a year after losing three first-rounders that you talked about. Is that not good coaching? Well, yeah, it is. (laughs) I mean, compared to the alternative, just look around. We're about to have a whole handful of schools all around us, right? Around us that would have loved to have won eight games and played the New Year's Day Bowl last year and maybe win six this year playing a bowl this year. No doubt. No doubt about it. If you're arguing on that side, I mean, it's a fact. And again, you're saying if. he's, You said he has a chance, but that's an if. You know, if, if State can win the game tomorrow. You're looking at 15 and 11 in two years going to a bowl after losing three first-rounders. Bulldog Blitz said on the text, uh, Mullen could develop players. That was huge. And he says, and I couldn't stand Hevesy, but he could coach technique, and our guys are missing that dearly. That's from Bulldog Blitz on the text line. All right, over here on the Divinity Equipment phone, first up, John, listening in Pearl. Been hanging on for a while. What's up, John? Hey, Matt, thanks. Uh,
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, to me, the main thing is that No one else in the United States is having to deal with bringing players in and out. To me, the consequences of what has happened, you don't have any continuity on the team. You're telling one person, when you're expecting that line, that rusher to be on the end one week, and then he's not there the next week, can't play for three in a row, and then your job changes. Mm -hmm. So how in the world could anybody that's ever been on a team not at least understand what they're having to deal with because yeah. of these restrictions they have
0: on this year. Well, humanity. and John, it's think really about
4: this.
3: I would rather seem not even play them at all.
4: Not play them at than all, than all. Because, because you and, and John, see what you think about this. That's one of the more under-talked-about aspects of this suspension thing where you've got 10 players that can only play in four games, and that is this. I've been, I'm the backup at such-and-such such position. And I didn't do anything in academic, in an academic way to get myself suspended. I've been at practice every day, every week, and eight out of our twelve games, I'm the starter, or I'm getting all the reps. I'm running first string in practice. I'm I'm playing in the games, which is what everybody wants. Right. And then four right. times out of the year, in comes the I'm other guy, enough. and all of a sudden I'm bumped yeah. out and I lose my reps.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And 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 to keep a team work effort going through something like that, I've never seen a coach have to deal with anything like that before. I mean, yeah, we have to play players get hurt, things like that, but that's to be expected. You, you know, next man up. Mm-hmm. But when next man has to get sat down just because somebody only gets to play a few games, that's the worst restriction I've ever heard as far as. Team camaraderie, uh, the, whole, the whole nine yards. How do you keep the team together in the first place? And hey, John,
4: listen to this. I'm not putting words in their mouth at all because I have not talked to him about it. But I'm just saying, reasonable thinking goes. If you go back to the front of this, if it were only a couple of players or three, regardless of who they are, you you probably just tell them bye bye, set them down. Yep, you know for I the agree. year. Because then you don't have look, to deal I, I, with any of that, but with it being ten guys, it's almost like you couldn't right. you look, couldn't afford to do that.
3: And look, and it's just like everybody else has been saying about take these threes and turn them into fours, and take these fours and turn them into fives. Well, look, Alabama could live through something like that because they have enough backup players to sit there and, and fight through something like this. But when you have when you have guys, and and not only that, but it's the mental stress on the players, uh, it and and. I, there's just no way to keep the keep the team strong there's yeah. no way to
4: which also leads you you know how well they shot out of the gates in that Kentucky game with all those guys mm-hmm. now they played them on mm-hmm. the road at Tennessee and of course that was a loss but i think that's a big unknown about this game tomorrow night john is what and how that team's going to look in the first couple of series because everybody's ready to go. You know, and I, I think we don't know yet. We just got to, to watch and see. Right. Appreciate your call, man. Thank you. Right. Have a happy Thanksgiving to you, John. All right. Uh, Tonto on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up?
0: No, it's Tonto. You can call me Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm John, just man. reading
4: what's typed in yeah. there. That's my excuse. No,
0: it's Tonto. Okay. Extra I mean a Mississippi State fan since since the forties. Not the fifties, the forties. But okay. inside information I don't have anymore. I've just been a fan and I've heard all the praise about Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's on my prayer list. I still root for Florida because of Dan Mullen. He was an average coach. Look at his SEC percentage in the West. It's three thirty three. The reason State is going to nine straight bowls is because they play a clean puff non division schedule. You take those games away, they're not in the bowl. That's the fact. Now I'm a state fan. I'm pulling for them. I hope what happens tomorrow, the loser, no matter who it is, gets fired. Luke R. Joe. <laughs> I kind of don't want Joe to get fired. From what you say about Schrader? I think Schrader's better than Keithon Thompson. But that's what we'd have if Joe goes. We lose Schrader. So, again, I don't have any inside information anymore. I just want to point <laughs> out that. The great coaches at uh, Mississippi State weren't Dan Rowan.
4: It was uh, Bob Tyler. Jackie no, uh Listen. Yes. No, Look Ponto. at the schedule. 333 no.
0: winning percentage in the West Division. Yeah, but that's the same that's everybody else mean, did. And look,
4: you know, the bowl, I'll be honest with you, well, too. Man, we probably man, do agree on this, in that the bowl thing – I don't know what that – it's like a little bit of a consolation. I don't know what a big deal it is because nowadays we got 48 bowl games. You know, 25 years ago, or even pretty close to 20 years ago when I was playing, we only had like 16 or 17 bowl games total. So it's a lot easier to go to bowls now, right? So if you're 6-6, and you go to a bowl in a 12-game season. You win half your games. 20, well, in 1997, so 22 years ago, when I was playing, we only played an 11-game schedule. And one year, we had seven wins and sat at home because there weren't enough bowl games to go to. So in modern history, we say, okay, the nine straight bowls, it's great and all, but honestly, I'm not sure we should use that as the big feather in the cap of any coach, okay which kind of is, is what you're saying. But the reality... Ponto is, that when Dan Mullen got that job at State, it was at the bottom of the SEC. It was below Vanderbilt. It was below Ole Miss. It was below Kentucky. It, uh, From a recruiting standpoint, from a roster standpoint, from a facility standpoint, all of it was the least in the SEC. We'll be right back. Stick around. Happy Thanksgiving from ours to yours. Ours uh, being the Wyatts. No apostrophe in that, by the way.
5: Apostrophe.
4: Uh, Anna Beth, the homecoming queen, making her appearance on the show. Her weekly appearance happening because today's the last show of the week. Yeah. How you doing?
5: It's Egg Bowl Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Egg Bowl Eve. Thanksgiving Eve.
4: So I gave you um, or or showed you or sent you a graphic or posted a graphic and tagged tagged you on it on facebook that said there are no apostrophes and last names
5: oh it drives me crazy
4: <laughs> and it was a christmas card it's one of my is-
5: pet peeves when people send christmas cards with an apostrophe <laughs> it's plural not possessive
1: so, so what if i was talking about the wyatt's car yeah now but well, if, see but
5: if usually if you're not sending a card from your car
4: right this is all about christmas cards yeah this is just just a christmas
5: card you know you get them you've seen them
4: the graphic said christmas card etiquette you know and then like a colon (laughs)
5: no
4: (laughs) apostrophes apostrophes don't go with last names
5: ever you know so we don't
4: say like merry christmas from the wyatts apostrophe yes that's wrong but somebody did reply to that and they went Something along the lines of, um, are you sure about that? And yes. and the guy's name was O'Brien.
5: <laughs> oh, oh.
4: apostrophe. Well, yeah, well, can't Brian's. help
5: it. If there's one built in to the beginning, still just add an S to the end.
4: Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So if a man was named O'Brien with an apostrophe oh, and man. we were going to say that is O'Brien's car, does he have two apostrophes in the name? O apostrophe Brian. Yes. Apostrophe S. Yes. So there's two in well, the one
1: word. Well, Little known he- fact: that's what the whole fight was about over there in Ireland. Yeah. The whole thing was about. Oh, the well, apostrophe. there you
5: go. <laughs> I should know that because I'm a redhead, right? We're from Ireland. Remember, we had our redhead discussion. That's, right. that's the yeah. last time I was on your show. It was redhead day. Yeah.
4: I was thinking it was the fighting was all about a dangling participle, but. Oh, uh, gosh. I'm all. Oh, that was gosh. later. <laughs> that was later. I thought
5: we were going to talk about Thanksgiving. All right. So
4: Thanksgiving is, is here. Um, in your opinion, is it Egg Bowl or is it the battle for the golden egg? Yeah.
5: I, I've always just, I've always gone with Egg Bowl.
4: Yeah. Everybody else does I don't, I don't too. really
5: think anybody goes with battle of the golden egg unless it's an article or uh, something being written maybe, but nobody says, hey, you all going to the battle of the golden egg.
4: Right. Nobody says that, right? No um see like david on the facebook poll said battle for the golden egg is what our dear old jack crystal would say and he would be the authority on it and the history on that is that initially it was called the you know the battle for the golden egg because the the trophy was called the golden egg right the official institution of the trophy in the 1920s annie said it's is the golden egg trophy mm-hmm. so that's kind of why jack insisted on it and then he also insisted on it apparently according to comments because back in the 70s or whatever it was a writer for the clarion ledger that called it the egg bowl right and back then there was this pervasive thought that the egg bowl i mean that the clarion ledger was owned and run by an old miss family and that everything was slanted for old miss well, and it so it was yeah oh. and and so jack was like very I mean, bad. We're not best. calling it the
5: egg bowl. So he would always call it the yes. battle of the golden egg. The battle for the he wouldn't even it say. It does egg make bowl. it sound a little bit more dramatic.
4: Yeah. It kind of does. But anyway, um the egg thing bowl. is though, nowadays in twenty nineteen, whether we like it or not, it has become the egg bowl. It is the egg bowl. That's yeah. what we say.
5: That's what it is. And like
1: you say you're going to McDonald's, not the golden arches.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's interesting about this is they say you know they don't. They don't say the battle for something in Alabama never did. It always was the, the Iron, Iron Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. They don't complain yeah. about the fact that, you know, it's called the Iron Bowl, but it's just a yearly regular season game, what and about- they don't play
1: for a trophy. One of our texters said that uh, the Egg Bowl is a sissy trophy. at The Iron Bowl, now that's a trophy. <laughs> but see, they don't have a trophy. Or that—that's the—that's the—that's a good name for something. Oh, I see what you mean. Playing for an egg makes you sound diminutive.
5: Oh, wow. That, that well, was his point. I'm just saying. I did Well, think. he can shove it. Yeah, that's he what can. I think. <laughs> he can. I agree. I second that motion. Uh,
4: homecoming queen on your radio right now. Mm-hmm. Former homecoming queen at Ole Miss. Do you have a prediction? Oh. For the game. Well, you haven't really. You don't really do that though. I, I mean,
5: don't really do. You mean? You mean score? Like a score? I don't do that. I just pick the winners and I pick Ole Miss.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I don't do scores. Yeah, pick Ole Miss. I I think Ole Miss will win tomorrow.
4: I've really struggled with it because a lot of what I've seen this year, especially later in the year, leads me in my gut to think that Ole Miss is a little better football team right now, even though they they have one less win. Right. You know, uh, statistically in a couple of categories, they aren't as good as state, but in some they are better than state so
5: you would say it's but it's a pretty even but it's an even playing field maybe this See, year
4: yes it'll this be a really is, good
5: competition
4: this one is harder to predict for me than many of the others last year frankly it was easy to predict what state was going to do yeah
1: home field game. advantage factor in
5: no it doesn't matt says the away team went has been winning the last <laughs> few years Have won a bunch
1: well you could use more cowbell
5: <laughs> yeah so it'll be a good it'll be a good matchup but you know the egg bowl is always good people always say you can throw out the
4: throw out the record throw out the
5: records it's the egg bowl but you know maybe in this case you can yeah you can the, the it'll records, be an interesting it'll be a good game
4: well i hope it is yeah it has the potential to be very good and back and forth but it also has a I mean, both fan bases have seen their <clears throat> team stink it up some this year, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's they... <laughs> right.
5: Well, you know, I always like to hear you do your um, three keys to success for the teams. Have you already well, done that? This I haven't listened to your show today. Somebody Sorry. asked
4: me at the very beginning, and what I said for State, the, number, the three main keys are third down defense, catching the football, just plain old throw and catch. You know, when the ball hits you, you got to catch it. They've had a trouble with that had trouble with it last week. And then the third thing was this kicking game. That, you know, you hear about special teams. Yeah. And in a game like this where it's so even, or probably should be so even, for state to win, after the game you're going to go, okay, well, they punted it better, they kicked field goals better, they covered punts, and they covered kicks better mm-hmm. than Ole Miss. Therefore, they had a big advantage. Because if you don't do those things, the other team has the advantage. So I think those are big keys. Some of it sounds coach-speaky, but I'm just looking at the way Ole Miss plays, the way they run the ball so much. And if you... yeah. If you're letting them convert on third down, you're going to have a hard time keeping them out of the end zone with that running game. So,
5: so it'll be a good game. You think so? I do.
4: All right. So, But here's the other thing.
5: On Thanksgiving.
4: On Thanksgiving.
5: We wish it was on Saturday. Yeah. We you and I do. do. You we and we I always do. do.
4: The poll results for that. How were was very, that? Well, the Facebook poll, it was really close, like 52% to 48%. Really? In favor of... Moving it to Saturday. Huh. Twitter was about the same 52 to 48 in favor of keeping it on Thursday. It was huh. really close. That's
5: that, that's interesting.
4: But you and Mary Liddy are getting to come to the game with me.
5: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to see you. Your team will be on the
4: on the field. Yeah, that's right. We're having the 98-99 reunion, 99-20 years ago. And the school is calling it the most successful two-year... Uh, program. Well, two-year stretch in program history.
5: Y'all won both those
4: we, well, we won the Western Division in 98 and then lost the Cotton Bowl, lost to the SEC Championship game to Tennessee, who won the national championship that year. But we had a lead in the championship game in the fourth quarter in 98 because Kevin Prentice from Vicksburg returned yeah, right, returned I the for that. a touchdown.
5: I remember that. So, so you're from Alabama. Yeah. And you didn't grow up around the Egg Bowl like I grew up right. around the Egg Bowl. So when did you realize that how important it was? When you were playing in it? Basically, when I got to college. <laughs> Yeah. I've asked you that before because it's it's odd to me because I grew up here, but you aren't from here, so you didn't grow up around the Egg Bowl.
4: The the honest truth is I never saw one on television. I never saw an Egg Bowl on television uh, my entire life growing up. And I'd never even heard of it. Until you played in it. Right. And I was a freshman at State in 95. But but being recruited, we went – on a recruiting trip to the '94 Egg Bowl at Ole Miss, being recruited by yeah, Ole Miss was a home you game for them.
5: Went to Oxford.
4: Well, the thing is, though, I have no recollection of any of it, and, and it Why hit. A lot Ole
1: Miss students have that.
4: Problem? I'm not the only one, am I, Roger? <laughs> My dad remembers all the details. He remembers where we stayed. He remembers what happened in the game. He remembers where we sat in the stadium. He remembers what we did before the game. Where we ate. He remembers all of it.
5: You just had such a good time that you just can't remember it. It was so so heavenly to be in Oxford. You just thought, gosh, this is great. Well, what
4: it was is we argued because he heard me say about a year ago in a conversation, he heard me say, well, the first Egg Bowl I ever saw, I was in uniform.
5: Oh, and it wasn't. It was a recruiting trip. He said,
4: no, that's not true. He said, we went over to Oxford your senior year of high school on a recruiting trip. I said, no, we did. He said, yeah, we sat here. We did this. And you forgot. No recollection of any of it. Still don't. Hey,
5: I was Sound at. Like I bet I was park. there. I bet I was at that game.
4: Yeah, you you were. You we were, always went. You were you were uh, tailgating
5: in the grove. Yeah, we you Yeah, we were doing that.
4: Roger, the first tailgating experience I ever had in my life was in 2006 with Annabeth to an Ole Miss Georgia game. And you've and, uh, told this
5: story already. Well, the People game, have heard this.
4: Game didn't kick off till <laughs> eight. She's taking me out there at three o'clock. I said, "Why are we going so early?" She said, "We're not early. We're late."
5: <laughs> yeah, my dad had been out since like six a.m.
4: And then the game's over at midnight. I was like, "I'm ready to go home." She said, "We're not going home. We're going back to the Grove." I said, "I'm not going back to the Grove."
1: <laughs> my first tailgate was uh, a couple years ago in uh, Arkansas. Oh, oh really? Well, there you go. No, 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 no. When you, when you beat LSU. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well. Oh,
5: hotty toddy. Eat some turkey. Go ha- rebels. Hail state. Hottie toddy. Go dogs.
4: Go reps. Go reps. Who let the dogs out, Annie? We'll see. I got to look up what G-G-H-O-M We'll see who alright <laughs> you <laughs> All right. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving from the Wyatts no apostrophe. We'll see you on Monday. See you.
5: Wyatt show.